From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, February 16th. When tourists stay at hotels or campgrounds in Grand County, they pay a tax on their accommodations. These transient room taxes are then reallocated to the county, which can use a portion of the money to fund things like the sheriff's department, search and rescue, and waste management. And two years ago, state lawmakers approved a bill allowing Grand to spend some of the funds on economic diversification. It was an experiment set to expire in 2026. But now some want to scrap the program by this summer. KZMU's Emily Arnson reports. In 2022, the county developed a grant program that divvied up a little more than a million dollars for non-tourism businesses and projects. The goal of this program is to make Moab's economy more sustainable by supporting businesses outside of the tourism industry. Some members of the lodging industry have criticized the grant program. They point out that some of that money actually ended up with tourism-related businesses, like bike rental shops and restaurants. They brought those concerns to House Representative Phil Lyman. In a hearing Tuesday, he said he wants to end the program early. And I'm not personally concerned about how Grand County used their economic diversity money. I respect county commissioners and their, their ability to run the county. And, but when it comes to TRT, those collecting the taxes still have a voice. After one year, those businesses are asking us to hit the pause button and refine this economic diversification mechanism, not because they do not see the value of economic diversification. They do. Lori McFarland is a newly appointed member of the county's Tourism Advisory Board. She also voiced her complaints with how the economic diversification money was spent last year. I believe there were well-intended hopes for economic diversification, but there wasn't a clear plan of how to use the money. Grand County didn't have a clear plan, so a makeshift economic development plan turned into awarding grants and choosing who will be the winners and who will be the losers. Many of the winners were nonprofit organizations that don't bring economic diversity or make a tax contribution to our community. Former Moab Mayor Emily Niehaus also spoke at the hearing. She received $70,000 from the grant program to help fund the private special needs high school she opened in Moab in 2022. She also runs a bed and breakfast in town and is sympathetic to the TRT burden. Last year, I paid $61,264.14 in state tax. So I am uniquely interested and invested in how these dollars are spent. I'm very grateful that two years ago we were able to open up a small fraction of the TRT money collected for economic diversification. People make comments to me all the time, We love Moab. We just don't want to be like Moab. And that's because we have had a hard time getting organized. And this ability to spend TRT money on economic diversification helps us do that. If lawmakers decide to end Grand County's economic diversification program, staff say the county will have to scale back their plans and find other funding. Economic Development Director August Granith. We would likely have to cut staff, void contracts, or creatively find ways to fulfill them. And the bottom line is it pulls the rug out from under the the programming we've been building towards economic diversification over the last two years, and that we were under the understanding that we would have three more years to develop. For KZMU in Moab, I'm Emily Arnson. 
The 13th Annual Conservation in the West poll surveyed the views of Utahns and voters in seven other western states and found support for conservation policies remains a top priority. Alex Gonzalez with our partners at the Public News Service reports. The survey found 95% of Utah voters described the current shortage of water in the West as a problem and almost 80% believe the Colorado River is in need of urgent action. Dave Metz with public policy research company FM3 says a majority of voters in Utah, Arizona, Nevada, and New Mexico believe the water shortage the Colorado River faces is a crisis and also see it as critical for the state's economy. This resource so central to water supplies in the region is one that voters see as being in jeopardy. Met says the survey shows voters are somewhat divided when asked about who uses the most water. 43% of Utahns say it's farmers and ranchers, 28% say it's industry and business, and 25% say it's homeowners. Met says this speaks to what the public's perception of water use is and doesn't correlate to how water supplies are actually allocated. In addition to water concerns, a majority of Utahns advocate for reducing the dependency on coal, oil, and gas by looking to cleaner, more renewable forms of energy and support transitioning to 100% renewable energy in the state. 77% of participants support only allowing oil and gas companies the right to drill in areas where there is a high likelihood to produce oil and gas. Lori Weigel with Newbridge Strategies says the survey highlights the consistent support for conservation policies all around. Ensuring the health of forests, conserving wildlife habitat and migration routes and helping threaten wildlife. We really see the wildlife as something that resonates and no matter how we asked about it, uh, they were giving us virtually the same response. Weigel adds about three-fourths of Western voters say they see others moving into their state as an issue. Utah was one of the top four states that say crowding at outdoor recreation areas such as parks and trails has become a serious issue. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. Last week in Cortez, Colorado, a youth pride organization hosted the first ever queer ball. It was a party for local LGBTQ plus youth. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamitis brings us the story. It's Friday night at Zoo Gallery on Main Street in Cortez, and the dance floor is packed with teens wearing colorful costumes and extravagant dresses. There's video games, there's pizza, and over toward the photo booth, I meet a sixth grader wearing a red and white mushroom outfit. What's your first and last name, and what are your pronouns? Uh, Jasmine Huff and uh, they, them. What brings you here today? To meet more gay people. Jasmine Huff is about one of 35 middle and high school aged young people here at the Queer Ball. Gina Lopez, one of the event organizers, has a smile on her face. <laughs> I see a lot of joy, a lot of much needed excitement and a beautiful place for young folks to be themselves and to be loved. It's okay to disclose the event location now, but before last Friday, organizers kept the venue secret because of concerns about homophobia and transphobia in the Cortez community. It shouldn't have to be done so secretively. A lot of planning and coordinating went into making tonight happen, and it would be really great to be able to do this more openly. LGBTQ plus people do not get a warm welcome from everyone in Cortez. In recent years, the city has been a battleground over self-expression and queer rights. Candidates have made transphobic remarks in municipal elections. A school board member was recalled. And last summer, conservative community members campaigned against a middle school club for queer youth. In response, the Cortez Middle School Board declared lunchtime to be instructional time effectively ending the ability for an LGBTQ lunch group to meet. 
Instead of just allowing that club to happen, they actually blocked other clubs from happening. Nicola Shanks is one of the chaperones at the party. So events like this are a safe space for youth to come together. I'm seeing allies, queer youth, people from different schools meeting each other and, and seeing friendships being built where kids are not feeling isolated. For some, the queer ball is about more than social connection. It's a chance to experience well-being and self-love. When I came out in the early 80s, I ended up out of the house, out of high school. Sand Haley is a Montezuma Youth Pride volunteer and works in administration at Fort Lewis College. When young people receive a lot of negative messages about who they are, it has a tendency to, you know, really undermine one's sense of self. Studies show that even having one accepting adult in a young trans person's life um, cuts their risk of suicide by 50%. That is something that's preventable. I'm playing music, so if you'd like to hear anything, I have a sign-up sheet up here. Come say hello, I'm not scary. They, them, are my pronouns. As DJ Lacey McKay jumps into another song, it's clear that teens here feel safe to be themselves. They have the support of trustworthy adults and some great tunes. KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis. That story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, February 16th. You can find the newscast anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.